What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. And coming up today on the show, Alabama is looking at who for their OC. Also, some more of our senior role conversations. We catch up with South Carolina D lineman Zach Pickens, LSU D lineman Ali Gay, and Georgia kicker Jack Podlesny. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with the big news story from Thursday as Nick Saban and Alabama continue to search for their new offensive coordinator and a name that surfaced that Alabama set to interview Tommy Reese, Notre Dame offensive coordinator. ESPN reporting that Reese had had discussions with Saban and would be on campus for an interview. Saban looking for that next OC as Bill O'Brien left to head to the New England Patriots. They uh, reportedly had interest in Washington offensive coordinator Robin uh, Ryan Grubb, but he reportedly turned down uh, an offer. And Tommy Reese is the next name in line. Now, Notre Dame fans very uh, frustrated with the offense last season, and a lot of fans very... uh, negative when it comes to Tommy Reese and the play calling. You know, they lost to Marshall last season where the offense wasn't all that great. Uh, Notre Dame was ranked number 60th in total offense in the country and finished ranked 45th nationally in yards per play. They did lose their starting quarterback in week two, but a lot of Alabama fans wonder, look, we were we were upset with Bill O'Brien, but it wasn't all that bad. And we want to bring in Tommy Reese now. Look, Tommy Reese would have the most talent he's ever had. He's coming to Alabama, four, four and five stars everywhere. But I think I'm with Alabama fans on this one. This one doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. I'd rather somebody with more accolades, more skins on the wall than Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. But we will see and keep you up to date on the latest ongoing saga as Alabama searches for their new Offensive coordinator over in College Station, Texas A&M, with some good news. Uh, One of their returning vets coming back for another season, Anaya Smith, a senior announced Thursday morning. He is coming back for his fifth season in College Station. Played only four games this this past year. Suffered a season-ending injury. He was having a fantastic season before he got hurt. Had 15 passes for almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. For his career, he's got 1,600 receiving yards and 17 touchdowns for the Aggies. Had back-to-back 500-yard seasons in 2020 and 2021. It's really becoming a dynamic go-to weapon for the Texas A&M offense. Uh, He's a former DB that converted to offense. And I'm excited to see what A&M looks like next year. When you talk about the dynamic freshman Evan Stewart was last year, Connor Wegman, who got better 
as uh, the year went along at quarterback, and now you get a nice Smith back in there. Let me look at pretty good Jimbo's offense, but uh, what role will Bobby Petrino play? What will Anais Smith look like in Bobby Petrino's offense? We will find out when the season gets here. Meanwhile, over at Tennessee, Josh Heupel and the Vols made it official as Alec Ablin was named their team's new tight ends coach. Uh, he was a UT offensive analyst for the past two seasons. He fills uh, a void there at the tight end spot with uh, Alex Golish leaving for uh, to be the head coach at USF. He was the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. Uh, Josh Heupel said uh, he has played an integral role in their offensive staff room over the past couple of years and excited to elevate him to be their tight ends coach. Played his college ball at Mizzou, uh, got into coaching after that. In SEC hoops news, a big payday coming the way of Nate Oates at Alabama. As it was reported, he was receiving a multi-year extension with a pay raise. John Rothstein of CBS Sports reporting that. The deal extends Oates for two more seasons, running through the 2028-2029 season and raises his annual salary uh, over $4 million. That was the initial report. And then later it was reported it was up to over $5 million annually for Nate Oates. So good money there. And uh, obviously doing a fantastic job at Alabama. It's gotten them better and better every year. And got his uh, contract updated back in February 2021. And now he's getting a little bit of a bump in pay again. Don't know what Oates' new buyout is, but you have to think that uh, there's some protections in there for the Tide. They don't want anyone else coming in to try to steal him away. But uh, Nate Oates making over $5 million a year. Not a bad gig if you could get it. Meanwhile, mentioned earlier this week, National Signing Day wrapped up, and South Carolina made a big statement with uh, adding five-star athlete Nicholas Harbour. Projects to be a big-time contributor at tight end, maybe play a little wide receiver as well. Uh, this comes after South Carolina lost Austin Stogner, Jaheim Bell, a bunch of pieces on that offense, but he's the top-ranked signee since Shane Beamer has gotten to Columbia. And ESPN uh, talked about why South Carolina was named a winner of the February signing period. Tom Luganville said, this sends a message that Shane Beamer and his staff can compete with the Blue Bloods for some of the nation's top recruits. Uh, with so few prospects that were left on the board going into Wednesday, beating out the likes of Oregon and USC speaks volumes. If South Carolina didn't have such pressing needs on offense, uh, he could have projected as an ideal fit at defensive end, but Nicholas Harbour expected to play on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, man, what a big get up pickup it was. Uh, meanwhile, Shane Beamer, talking about it on signing day, said... Uh, it's extremely impactful, particularly when it's a national guy that announces on national TV like Nick did. It resonates not just in Columbia, but across the country. Everybody's talking about this. It's great publicity for our program. A lot of positivity and energy about South Carolina football out there right now. So congrats to Shane Beamer finishing strong on National Signing Day. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, a couple of our interviews from SEC Media Days. You'll hear from South Carolina D-lineman Zach Pickens, the former five-star, and LSU defensive end Ali Gay. 
little bit later, Jack Podlesny from Georgia. First, we want to say thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. We're really excited about uh, having FanDuel aboard for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They got so many great features that make it easy to bet on sports and make it easy and fun. Go download the FanDuel app now so you can bet uh, Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown first. It is uh, The app is safe and secure and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So go join FanDuel today. You can do so, uh, go to their website, fanduel.com slash locked on. And that'll claim your first uh, no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Roll along here, locked on SEC and uh, had some fun interviews we uh, taped this week at the Senior Bowl. And figured we'd uh, bring a couple of them to you here. Uh, first up, uh, spent a couple minutes with South Carolina defensive lineman Zach Pickens. He was sitting at a table with a bunch of his new teammates, getting to know them at the Senior Bowl, so didn't want to put too much pressure on him, interviewing him in front of everybody with all those guys looking at him. But uh, here was our conversation with South Carolina defensive lineman Zach Pickens. Catching up with Zach Pickens from South Carolina. We're doing this with your buddy sitting here, so no pressure, right? Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever you want. Talk a little bit about what this week's been like for you so far, man. Uh, it's been fun. I've been enjoying the moment, staying in it. Um, I've just been having fun getting close with the guys. It's got to be like a whirlwind from all these interviews with all the different teams to actually playing football, practicing, all that, right? Yeah, so it's been fun. You know, I don't take away nothing. Uh, this has been a good experience for me. So your coach Shane Beamer was out here bragging about you everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's my dog. Shout out to Shane Beamer. <laughs> Talk a little bit about this season. I mean, obviously, you guys finished so strong. Um, uh, those wins, I mean, they they came at the at the right time when this team absolutely needed it. So, nah, we we stuck together as a team. Uh, when I left, we was 8-3, but they 8-4, but... We, we just believed in each other, and we all, like, trusted one, one another. What was working for you guys defensively in that, that Tennessee game? Because, man, it just felt like everything came together that night. Uh, we just worked together. We practiced. We had, like, a really good practice. After that, leading up, we just performed well when it was time. What did you, what did you see from Spencer this year? Because, obviously, he's a guy who, I mean, as the season went along, got better and better. Um, um, Spencer finally stopped listening to all like the outside noise, and he started trusting himself like those last two games. And I, I feel like if they didn't really try to tell him what to do and just let Spencer play football, Spencer would have been way better than what he's shown, and he's definitely going to show that this year. I was going to say, he's coming back. Juice Wells coming back. It's like this team could get, I mean, get even better next year. Then the recruiting class, I heard they were getting good. Like So I'm I'm excited for them. I'm ready to see them. I'm already knowing Spencer and Juice going to do their thing. I know Boogie, uh, Alex Huntley, and Tonka Hemingway going to do his thing. TJ, I know all them boys going to do their thing. 
How tough was it for you in your career, going from through multiple coaches, multiple coordinators, different systems? That's got to be hard as a player to keep adjusting, right? Um, a little bit, um, but I took pieces from each and every one of them. Like, uh, took one from Coach Scott, took one from uh, Coach Rocca, and now I'm taking a lot of stuff from Coach Lindsey. Coach Lindsey was the main coach that, that stayed for two years, and he showed the game, he broke the game down real simple for me to understand it. A lot of SEC offensive linemen here, guys, you've gone up against. Does that help a little bit, maybe knowing some guys' tendencies already? Yes, yeah, sir. It's it's actually been working pretty good because I kind of feel like I kind of feel what they kind of good at, what they want to do, and what's their best at when they go against other people or when they go against me. When you look back on your career there, what do you, what's your favorite memory of a game or just moment at South Carolina? Uh, beating Clemson and having our fans uh, storm the field at uh, – uh, at Death Valley. We, we talked to DK Joyner a couple weeks ago. I think he said that one, too. The Tennessee one was great, but beating Clemson, come on. At Clemson, uh, and we stopped their streak. So that that was that was, that was was my main goal, beating them. There's a couple Clemson guys here. You still kind of you maybe mention it in passing. Hey, what's up? Oh, no, I haven't really been talking to them. Uh, sure, I've been worrying about my side and getting to know these guys. When Zach Pickens isn't playing football, what are you doing? I'm playing a game. I'm playing a game with my boy Jalen or my brother. Video games? Yes, sir. What are you playing? 2K, Madden, uh, Call of Duty. You know what we always be playing. Did you grow up with a, a favorite football team? Uh, I, I was, wherever my brother was, I was like, yeah, that's my team. So my brother liked the Steelers. So it was for the Steelers, then Odell came. And I was like, I, I like Odell. So wherever Odell went, that was my team. I love that. All right, give me last thing. Give me something that nobody knows about Zach Pickens. Uh, I like to make people laugh. I do, I do do that well. We talked to Cameron Latou from Alabama. He says his favorite show is Impractical Jokers. Are you the joker, jokester on the team? I like to be sometimes. You know, it's a time and a place. <laughs> Zach, best of luck, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks again to Zach Pickens. Uh, up next, we caught up with LSU defensive end Ali Gay, who had a fantastic year, uh, especially with LSU exceeding expectations of year one of the Brian Kelly era. Here was Ali Gay. All right, rolling on here from the Senior Bowl and catching up with uh, LSU's Ali Gay. What was the season like for you, man? Uh, season was good. Uh, we had a we had a really good season. Uh, team got a team got better this year. A lot, of, a lot of players showed up. Uh, guys were, you know, battling all season. We didn't give up. So I say uh, we had a real good season. Looking back on it, um, you know, I talked with Coach Kelly over the summer. I talked with some of the guys, and I couldn't believe how many of them said, oh, man, Coach, Coach Kelly's hilarious and all this. I'm like, wait, are we talking about the same Brian Kelly? What was it like getting to know Coach Kelly? Coach Kelly, is, he's, a, he's a good coach. Uh, I, I know, like, he, people have, uh, you know, an image of him. You know, not being around him, but the more you're around him, the more you see the kind of person he is, the kind of coach he is. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time being around him. What was it like getting to play in the, the Matt House defense? It looked like uh, you guys week in and week out got, got better as the season went along. How much did you like the system? Did it fit your skill set, that sort of thing? I think the new system that we played in this year, coaches and uh, players, you know, guys were – Coaches were able to, you know, communicate with us and um, talk with us and 
um, the flexibility of them allowing us to communicate to them what we're seeing out there on the field and just being able to, you know, have a game plan on that. So I think the relationship we had was, you know, player and coach, you know, it was player-led, and so they understood that, and then they wanted to do what was best for the team, and that's, that's where I think there was so much improvement this year. Looking back on your decision to come back, I mean, obviously a very productive year. You guys win the SEC West. You get to Atlanta and all that. In hindsight, I mean, do you feel like you made the right decision? Oh, I made a great decision. You know, I love I love LSU. I love the state of Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Uh, just the family atmosphere you have over there. The guys, you know, guys just gravitate to you, good guys. And I think um, just having the season that we had, you know, it brought, it brought everybody together, even though we didn't go as far as we wanted to. So it, uh, it gives the opportunity to, you know, just have fun, you know, give me the opportunity to have fun one last time, you know, have a better season than we did two years ago when I came in. But it was a, it was a great opportunity to come back, you know, and I was fortunate enough that, you know, we had the season that we did. Take me back to the season. Do you have a favorite moment, a favorite memory? Uh, my favorite moment, I would say, uh, I would say beating Ballon, because, you know, the last two years we lost them, so to, to just uh, go out with a win, you know, that meant a lot. Yeah. Did you celebrate later than I in that one? Uh, no, nah, I mean, we just celebrated, as a, as a teammate, we celebrated in the locker room, you know, we, we were in there, coach gave a speech, and then afterwards we just celebrated, you know, uh, embraced each other and just, you know, soak it in, yeah. What's the biggest thing they said you need to work on this week? I think, for me, personally, a little bit of everything. Uh, a little bit of everything, because, uh, my, my game, you know, has so much more to reach. So I think just coming out here and, you know, taking feedback from the coaches and um, take it in and, you know, work, work off of that and get better. At the next level, are you more – you see yourself more as a true defensive end, outside linebacker, edge rusher? What, where do you see yourself kind of fitting in at the next level? I see myself as an edge rusher, but I, I'm, I'm versatile. You know, I'm, uh, I can move inside, rush on the, rush on the inside and uh, rush on the outside. Draw back in coverage, you know. I've, I've done a little bit of everything, in, you know, in my career. So I think, you know, being being you know versatile in that way and just not being one-dimensional in my game, being able to do a little bit of everything. Uh, so you know, whatever team, you know, comes against me, you know, that's that's what I'll be able to show. It's got to be interesting going up against some SEC offensive linemen here, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen these guys all year, so it gives me opportunity as well to to see guys from other conferences, but. I've uh, I've seen these guys. I've seen I've played against these guys before, so it's nothing new to me. Ali Gay, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. That again, Ali Gay from LSU. All right, thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, you'll hear from the national champion, back-to-back national champion. Georgia kicker Jack Podlesny. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to go try our friends at Built Bar. We just got through the holiday season, started a new year, and a lot of you are thinking you want to eat a little bit healthier. Well, Built Bars are a great way to do so. They are covered in 100% real chocolate, come in some unbelievable flavors like the peanut butter brownie or coconut almond. But Built Bars, they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They are healthy. They are only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein packed in there for you. And, of course, you can always go to Built.com to order your Built Bar boxes. But now you can find them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head over to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section 
pick up a box of Built Bars. You can also find them at Sam's Club as well. And, of course, their website, Built.com. Built Bars, go try them today. You will not regret it. Right along here, Locked On SEC. One of our other interesting interviews we caught up with National champion kicker Jack Podlesny from the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, well, talked about a bevy of things with him from some of the specific games this year, but also some serious conversation on uh, the car crash where uh, Warren McClendon walked away from and, of course, uh, was at the Senior Bowl this week and uh, dynamic of losing uh, a teammate in that car crash. Pretty, uh, uh, you know, emotional, and then on top of it, uh, also getting his thoughts on Stetson Bennett, what, uh, you know, he made headlines for just a week ago. And just a quick note on this interview, Georgia beat writer Mike Griffith jumps in near the end of the interview with a few questions, so don't be thrown off when you hear a different voice asking questions, but it was good stuff, so we kept it in there. Here was our conversation with Georgia kicker Jack Podlesny. All right, catch it up with Georgia's own Jack Pudlesny. What what was the season like? I mean, look, you come in as a team that was expected to win a lot of games, but repeating back to back, goodness. Yeah, you know, Kirby emphasized always let's let's not be the hunted, let's be the hunters. So uh, every team we went after, it was okay. You know, this is this team's good. Whether it was the Missouri game where you know we were down a lot and we had to come back and win, um, or whether it was a bigger game where you know we were in lead the entire time. It was just a, a season of there were ups and downs, you know, as we saw in the Missouri game, as we saw in the Kentucky game, we were struggling at some points. But being able to execute was big for us, especially having a 15-0 season was an awesome run. That Kentucky game, one, I know it was cold as hell, but two, I mean, I don't know if they win without your leg. Yeah, you know, it helped. It definitely helped me build up my stock. Uh, being being able to show that I could kick in cold games, you know, sometimes it's hot as heck in Georgia, but sometimes, you know, we get colder games. You know, that's nice. Uh, but yeah, definitely being able to just show that I've got the leg to help our team out whenever need be is um, it was pretty awesome. It looked like, I mean, with this uh, the Todd Monkey calling the plays these last couple of years, the high score on offense. Felt like you had to just kick a lot of extra points and not 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 as many field goals. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Coach Munkin's awesome. You know, being around him, he he's always loving on the loving on the specialists. He's always telling us we should be on a ping pong team or something else because you know sometimes we're working, sometimes you know we're messing around. It is what it is. But he's definitely helped our offense out tremendously, and it's been amazing to see what he's done. Do you have a favorite memory or moment with this team? Maybe not just you know something with you, but just something with the team that you guys experienced throughout the year. Yeah, um, I would just say the, the skull sessions. We, uh, our sports psychologist Drew Brandon, came up, you know, with the idea of skull sessions, where we broke up into smaller groups and we got to know each other um, on a, a different level. You know, it was these older scholarship guys that were junior seniors, like say Zion Logue, meeting these freshman walk-ons that they had no clue who they were. You mean they're small recruits out of Georgia or wherever they're from? Um, being able, you know, to get to know these guys on a different level and a personal level was is a great experience. Take me back to the playoff game. Y'all take the lead with Ohio State, and they're driving. You as a kicker, are you putting, like, bad juju vibes out there for the Ohio State kicker? No, you know, every game I'm supporting their specialists because, like, I don't ever want to fail, um, and so I would hate to see them fail. But at the end of the day, I'm obviously crossing my fingers, you know, let's win this game. 
So I'm not putting any bad juju out there, but I'm just hoping that, you know, at the end of the day, we can pull away. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But, but I mean, it was pretty poetic how that happens. Like, right right when New Year's hit, right when the clock strikes midnight, you guys win, right? It was definitely it was an awesome feeling just being able to, you know, to play one more game with my teammates. was It was just awesome. Uh, take me back to the championship game. Offense comes out and it's just, I mean, steamrolling. Uh, was there any doubt? I mean, like at halftime, are you guys like, look, let's just go out there and execute. But I mean, like, were you even surprised at how well you guys executed that day? I was surprised. I'll tell you that. Um, we, we played our butts off, but it was, I told someone else, it was when we walked out on that field, whether it was warm-ups or right at the beginning of the game, you know, coming out of the tunnel, I, 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 I knew. I knew we were going to win. Maybe not at that margin, but I, I saw the defeat in their eyes already, and I was like, okay, like, we're coming out here. We mean business. Like, this is our game. There's been some uh, some good kickers that come out of the SEC in recent years, and a couple have an instant impact. So, so I have a McPherson uh, in Cincinnati. We saw Cade York with Cleveland. Do you feel like you're kind of in that same kind of category? I definitely feel confident in myself to compete at wherever I need to go. Um, so, you know, going off of their success would just give me confidence, you know, to do whatever I need to do to build off of that. What? Uh, how much can you work on this week being here at the Senior Bowl, that sort of thing? For me, it's not about working on as much as more of, you know, showing, improving what I've got, you know, whether it's that big ball. You know, I, at Georgia, I got to hit a few big balls, but, you know, showing that I've got a pop to my leg is um, is really important to me and just also getting to know these scouts on the personal level so that they know what I'm like, you know, whether so that I can show them that I'm a good person to be around and, you know, improving around people. Taking back a couple weeks ago, obviously, you guys have the high of a high celebrating the championship, the parade, but obviously the track tragedy that happens I mean it's just what's I mean how do you how do you personally react and I mean are you reaching out to the other guys and just like there for people or, or how do you react to that yeah most definitely you know um it was just it was tragic and we uh so I was actually back home when I got the news and so I, I like I couldn't believe it you know so being like hearing it from afar was just like wow like I, I can't imagine and you know at that point it's just okay like who can I reach out to who can I check in on you know who like you just have to be there for each other, be there for your teammates, because um, everyone goes through this experience differently, um, and you don't know what they're experiencing. So that's just very important. It has to be surreal. I mean, with having uh, Warren here and him being able to walk away from that and, and come to something like this. I mean, it's, it's a minor miracle. Definitely, you know, my mom would. My mom always tells me everything happens for a reason. And normally, the specialists get paired up with like quarterbacks for this. I got paired up with Warren, you know. So he's my roommate. So it's just. For me, that's something that happened for a reason, you know. I'm there to just be there for him, whether it's talking about it or not talking about it. So that was big for me. He seems to be talking about it, though. He talked yesterday. Do you think that's kind of healthy for him, Jack? Is he kind of getting it off his check, working through it here? I think it's definitely, you know, what what he feels comfortable with. You know, maybe he doesn't dive into all of it, but there's some parts of it that might be healthy for him to get off his chest, you know. He'll probably get asked about it by NFL teams, too, right? That's the process. Yeah, that definitely would probably be part of their process of, you know, asking how he's dealing with it, what's going on with him. Yeah. Are you surprised with the news with Stetson? I mean, it seems like the Stetson we've seen the last month isn't the same. I mean, you you spent your last four years around him. I mean, what do you think has happened? Do you think that success can change or affect people? I don't know if it was the success that led to it. I mean, it was just, you know, a college kid having fun. Definitely at some point you've got to figure out, like, what's going on. Um, but I think, you know, he's, he's, he's prepping out in Dallas, so... You know, just at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to get better.
Thanks again to kicker Jack Putlesny. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Hear from some big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. guys have a great weekend. Uh, Enjoy the SEC basketball action. We'll be back on Monday. Start to recap some of that. Give you some highlights from the Senior Bowl and much, much more. This has been Locked on SEC.